Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks you could ever want. And I am Zane C. Weber, here with three people who are going to help me deliver these plot hooks to your ears. To my right, Tom. And then... Darcy. And then... Chris. And everyone's microphones are on. We Finally, take three, everybody. <laughs> take three. I'm sorry. I can't be trusted this late at night. Okay, so this podcast is where we take inspiration from a Magic the Gathering card and a random word, and we come up with some plot hooks for you to enjoy and possibly use in your game. Uh, So, the Magic the Gathering card that we have drawn this evening is the Glimmer Point Stag. Uh, Does anyone want to describe what this card looks like? Glimmer Point Stag is a big old stag made of metal. He's... Balancing on a soccer ball, and there's <laughs> or two, a turtle, or a turtle, two moons uh, betwixt its horns or and suns, <laughs> or suns, and it's surrounded by a sandstorm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty 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 accurate. I'll take that. <laughs> it's yours. And yeah. our uh, our random word is ideology, which mm. is not even slightly good. Related to stags? You can cut that part. (laughs) I can. I probably won't, though. So the way we're going to present these plot hooks to you is we're each going to present a pledge, like in a magic trick. Then we will collectively come up with a turn to flesh out that pledge. And then finally, the prestige, where we will twist it around to make it something that you can use in your game. Uh, So, who would like go first. With Are we not doing the getting to know you today? Oh, oh. Get to know well, you. since you brought it up, Tom, <laughs> perhaps we will, and you can ask a question. What, what would you like Ooh. to know? What is uh, your go-to class? I'm a, I'm a wizard boy. I like it. I like you got all these low-level spells. I like taking things that aren't useful in combat and making everyone else at the table hate me in combat situations, <laughs> but the rest of the time I'm like, oh, what's this? It's a handful of coins. No, now it's flowers. That's, nice. That's my playstyle. Yep. Rest uh, of digitation for everything. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 a big barbarian yeah. player. I, <laughs> I just, was gonna I, be like three guesses. I used, to, <laughs> I used to play a bit of rogue, but now all I play is barbarian because I like to like I like to role play with low charisma and <laughs> I like to fight like a ham lord. That's that pretty much the way I play D and D at this point. It's like <laughs> hardcore role play, hardcore fights. Sort of like every time I'm every time I'm fighting, the DM should be worried that I will die. <laughs> Good, because that's my approach. <laughs> well, I I will admit that I have never played the same class twice. Ooh, yikes! I've, that's power. 
Yeah, mm. well, I've played... My first ever character was a paladin, then a, a bard, then a warlock slash bard slash wizard. <laughs> she... Tri-classing. She, she, she didn't do well. <laughs> no, she wanted to know everything, and so no, she okay. never really... Oh, like anything. you said, she was very useful outside <laughs> yeah. of combat. Uh, then I, then wizard, and now a fighter. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've, yeah. So, I think most enjoyably probably wizard, just because you have so many options mm. as mm. a wizard. Um, but I do love the role play involved in uh, in a warlock. Having that power like looming over you, yeah. I think, and some, and you're answerable to something as well, mm. gives the DM a lot of options to um, to, to play, throw with. some story yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And what nice, about you? Nice. Um, I, I think it's like I've never played one, but every time I go to make a character now, I'm always going to make an Eldritch Knight. <laughs> for some reason, I've just never played one, but like looking at my phone there's like seven Eldritch Knights <laughs> you, have like a, like, you have a folder with like Eldritch Knights ready to go pretty much yeah yeah it's ridiculous you just want to play that gig. I just want to meanwhile play I, I, I never pre-make a character I just rock up with an uh, empty character sheet and start writing barbarian stats on it I gotta admit like it's it's not a good idea to pre-make characters because you kind of get to this stage months after and you're like I don't like this character anymore. I'm going to make another one. <laughs> See, I I make characters, I fall in love with them, and then the DM won't let me play them. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of yeah. what it is. You're like, ah, oh, make this beautiful, rich backstory, and this is what I want the story to be. And then you're like, wait a minute, this has got to fit in the context of yeah. other players. Hey, and it's oh, like, look, oh, okay. I'm specifically <laughs> talking about Raspberry Mossy Pond, my turtle, oh, whose yes. rules is written. One level in ten classes. <laughs> the most useless person ever. <laughs> but he has an armor class of twenty. You can't. And, and yep. has sneak can't attack. Yes, and has sneak attack. <laughs> oh, he has so many cantrips. Yep. He has all the cantrips. Uh, but one day, one day I'll play Raspberry Mossy Pond. Uh, so, well, shall we get into, yeah, get uh, into the, the Glimmer Point Stag? Uh, who would like to go first? I will go first. Yeah. It's an elf. <laughs> What? It's an elk? It's an elk. Oh, God. The card is Glimmer Point Stag, so I just wanted to point that out for you. Uh, stag is technically correct. But it says creature elk. Yes, correct. Yep. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Word ideology. I've seen an elk before. Oh, there we go. Uh, okay. I, I have seen an elk. They're huge. They're you huge. have? They're huge. Yeah. I haven't. They're quite large. No, you should see them. They're huge. Christ. Very Let's scary. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bigger than a horse. Okay. That's another right. section you can go cut. On. Hold on. So, Here. Cut to now. I'm not cutting anything. <laughs> <laughs> like in all of my other podcasts, I need the audience to know what I have to go through please to produce don't. these. No, please cut that section. <laughs> uh, okay, go, 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 go. Uh, so this Glimmer Point stag is a figure of mythology. Um, gl- the Glimmer Point stag, it is unclear at, like now whether it was the companion or the mount or like a transformation of the original elf king the first the first high elf king has some relationship to this uh this stag this mythical creature and it is it is summonable by those who worship uh the elven gods, uh, or at least its form is summonable. Uh, it is argued in some 
in some druidic circles that this this creature is actually part of the pantheon and is an avatar of the gods. So what I'm putting forward here is just a piece of history um, that uh, your people, that your players might encounter and might be a seed for an adventure or yeah, some yeah, something or, that, or the, even just to use to enrich their background. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if the if the elves are having a particular problem, they might need someone to. Uh, summon this but no one knows how so you have to yeah. go find it or something like that so that's my pledge is uh, I'm, I'm going to call it uh, the the crown of El- oh, coming up with an elf name just <laughs> the the crown of Elerion there we go yeah, nice. uh, so the, the the first elf king who wants Sweet. to go next uh, I'll go next if that's yeah, cool. yeah go for it um, my one for the Gloom Point stag is um, it's a deity uh, this um, I, I want to keep like the the history and everything about it kind of shrouded, but the main idea is that it, it appears um, on eclipse on an eclipse, uh, and when it does, uh, you are granted the ability to completely remove one belief or ideal from um, the world. Wow. Okay. So yeah. So the idea is Damn. that it's and, and I think the yeah. I, okay. I'll leave that. I'll leave that there for my pledge, yep. and then I'll yeah nice. it later. Yeah. So just kind of a really specific wish spell. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah very very specific. All right, nice. Um, so I guess uh, mine is um, because there's two suns or seemingly stars in the background of this mm-hmm. image, and um, I have taken these two stars, um, and there I have thought of them as two very conflicting ideologies, and I think they represent gods that have very very strong ideologies. And um, they kind of work like binary stars. And, you know, for those who don't know what a binary star is, it's essentially two stars that forever circle one another but never truly meet ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as science is aware. So, um, except I, I, I like this idea of these two stars that are constantly at war with one another, but they never fully collide in this cataclysmic event. But they're still, like, pulling strings to still fight this never-ending battle. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, cool. Chris? Okay. Oh, and I've called them Vivid and Void. Ah, nice. Okay, so my pledge is going to be a complimentary pledge to Darcy's. Okay. I'm pledging a um, mythical elf that appears during the solar eclipse, Um, and what it grants is that it can bring one creature back into existence. One creature? Yeah. Okay. Or or, player or creature, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. So we have... An elf that appears and brings someone back. Yeah. We have the stag that appears and can remove a belief or ideology yes. from the world. We have Vivid twin stars yep. that represent gods. Yep. And we have the uh, Vivid and Void and the Crown of Alarion, who, which is a an elven myth about the first king of the elves. So which one do we want to build on first? Everyone's looking oh, at I, Zane. Zane, I, want, I really <laughs> want to hear yours first, Zane. I oh, want to build okay. on yours first. Well, oh. Give me some ideas because I, what I've I've got I've got this idea of like this mythology, uh, mm. but I don't know how the elves use it or how it could be used against them. My my thought with the the word ideology is that the original elf king's ideology is quite different to the elves' ideology now, and so if they do manage to summon him or his uh, avatar or whatever, it might again, bringing in the sandstorm, might bring around a fair bit of destruction because of how unhappy he is. But yeah, I kind of like this um, 
this relation between the, the first king and this and this elk. Um, and it kind of seems to me as though he sacrificed his humanoid form to give long life to elves. Yeah, sort okay. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like. Well, I don't know. I, I, to me, it makes sense that it's sort of like oh, I've lost my train of thought there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so he made. So it's some a very sacrifice. different, different, different sort yeah. of history that he would have a perception of, as opposed to what the elves might think now. Is like, oh, this god, this uh, this representation of something holy and mighty was yeah. actually the king himself. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's um. There's a thing in Japan. There's a place called Nara Park. Um, where they are, there are deer there, uh, and it's believed that um, well, you, you can't kill any of the deer there because I, I, I don't know. Oh, these are the really tiny little baby little deers. baby deers, and, so and the, the thing is, you can't kill them because there's a religious connection to them. I'm right, wondering if you could okay. do something similar to that, where you have this elfin kingdom, which is there are just elk everywhere, <laughs> and, and to kill it, yeah, yeah. to kill one of them <laughs> is, is um, sacrilege. This is a flavor thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that might be how you're introduced to this myth and that's kind of maybe if this myth is going to take a larger part in the story as a whole later on where you go on to explore the history. So th- that's the current world that the players are in where you go into this elven uh, settlement and there are elk everywhere and elk are sacred in this place uh, because of this connection to the first elf king if this is the first elf kingdom. Uh, so I guess to... To bring that into a game, uh, whether I kind of like the idea that they live in fear of this this mighty horned elk, yeah. that maybe it, when he returns, it is the the coming, uh, the, yeah, coming the, of the end, yeah. yeah, the 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 what is it the um the apocalypse, apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, the, the rapture. <laughs> the four horsemen are the of the rap- apocalypse, yeah, yeah. But they're, uh, heralds. They're bring, heralds, heralds of the heralds, yeah, yeah. heralds oh, the apocalypse. Oh. Yep. So, right. uh, and and yeah. So I think that that is that's that's the mm. mythology. So that they live in awe and fear of the day when he returns, mm. and so they they please all the elks just in case. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just in a good him off. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, as as an idea, um, if you have your own elk and you get a personal relationship with it, the idea is that when the elk dies. Uh, it will actually put in a good word for you to the herald and say, "Yeah, absolutely. He, he was a friend. Yeah, yeah. He was a friend." So, so maybe everyone has their own kind of. Well, everyone has the opportunity to please the elks. Like they'll they'll leave I, shrines. I like the idea yeah. of shrines in the in the mm. you know amongst the woods. You place food there so they come and eat it and what have you. Yeah, awesome. I like that idea. I, I, items, maybe maybe valuable items. So as the party walks through, they see things and go, gosh, I'd really love that dagger, but it's in a shrine. And someone's mm. like, uh-huh, well, I'm going to take it anyway. Next and minute, you've got an elk staring at you and you're yeah. like, oh, it? no. All right, I'm putting it back. I'm putting it back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like the idea that they like protect them really well with their laws as well. It's sort of like, oh, I saw you kick that elk. Yeah. You're going into prison now. <laughs> we're, 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 well, if you've like seen an elk, trial, like, you would not kick an elk. Yeah, we're, we're taking your leg. <laughs> yeah, we're taking your leg away now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I really like that idea. You pick up a dagger and you turn around, there's just six elk just, just standing looking. there. Looking just, and I think they should be everywhere yeah. and always watching. So you're like, whether they are, whether they are connected to the deity or not, yeah. they're just there. And you're like, get out of here! Get and out of here. they're super comfortable with people and yeah, like yeah. trust them intrinsically yeah. because they've never, never been. been a, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. And there's just so many. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, can we go to Void, Vivid, and Void? I, I, I kind of like this idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So, 
what I was thinking is that there there are two continents on that each oh, and e- yep. each one is one is pledged to vivid and one is pledged to yep. void. Yep. And so you kind of are involved in the conflict between these two continents that happens either either they meet very close somewhere or there's, there's a massive sea voyage between them and so they're kind of mythical to each other but mm. every now and then there will be a great attack from void or vivid yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, infiltrating it'd be interesting to have some sort of ocean anomaly that is keeping them separate brought on by this uh, the spiraling, by the yeah the, the gravity of the sun spiraling, spiraling yeah. suns so yeah, maybe, it's, yeah. maybe it's a great vortex maybe it's a I don't know something along those lines ocean yeah anomaly. actually I like this idea of like this big massive vo- it's very World of Warcraft in the sense that there's a big typhoon in the yeah. Middle, yeah. middle of these two continents oh, no. um, but but maybe if it's tidal so it can switch yeah. so that at some point so maybe for 10 year periods 12 year periods getting from vivid to void is the only way that you can travel yeah. So, but then in after ten or twelve years, it'll switch around, and so then Void can attack Vivid. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it yeah. kind of switches around. So you've got this cycle. Land, land bridges or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm. That's yeah, yeah. All right. Well, cool. I think that that's a decent. That's, that's a decent yeah, turn. I'm happy with that one. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, shall we go to the uh, the the magical <laughs> appearance of the elf and the stag? Uh, okay. So mine's mine's the Luna. Um, gosh, I'm trying to come up with a turn for mine. I'm thinking. Um, I was thinking maybe you've got the natural um, natural eclipses that happen, uh, and maybe as, as, as a plot hook, um, you could have someone is trying to bring on an artificial eclipse. Um, okay, great magic yeah, will pull yeah. something oh, in yeah, front yeah, of the yeah. moon, yeah. and yeah. then by um, doing their wish, somehow it will be corrupted. I don't know. I'm trying to help me out here, guys. See, I, I was thinking that if this is a known quantity mm. and like because eclipses are predictable, yeah. the closer the eclipse gets, the more important the control of this region this, of this region yeah. is. So you would have people trying to move in or sneak in to get this one wish. So you, And you would have all these different ideologies coming in, mm-hmm. hoping to be able to rid the world of their opposition. And it, you know what would be great? It would almost come down to like kings with their huge armies and factions coming to meet in this massive war in the middle of every eclipse like it, 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 what else know. what else is great is that if you've got this huge war that goes on and then um someone like because it's it's ideologies and beliefs so if if your wish is like i wish that none of those soldiers believe in that king or believe in their god and then yeah. you have men that are just standing out on a battlefield that go what am i doing here yeah. oh okay or just like i wish that uh, no one believed in war anymore yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the ironic bloody se- the Consequences begin. I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, and that's the DM's playground. <laughs> I'm, I'm because w- then chess is no longer a game. <laughs> yeah. I'm wonder- and I'm, I'm wondering whether there should be a finite amount of time to these wishes, like until the next equi- eclipse. Otherwise, um, I mean, this would be a universe that'd be constantly in flux. Like, can can people live? In well, that kind you of could world? always yeah. make it like a significant amount of time. So, say that there is a dark moon that, that you never eclipse. see, and yeah. then every now every. 250 years it'll pass across the sun and then that's when you have the eclipse so it's only 250 years so it's time enough for the the uh the factual knowledge to kind of disappear or like first-hand knowledge to disappear so it's just kind of stories and depending on people how much people mm. believe it is how much how certain they are to try and get to this point yeah and I want- I'm, I'm just going to suggest this is an idea this may be really out there yeah but what what uh, potentially 
getting rid of an ideology is really a really unclean idea. Like yeah. it's very difficult to just be like, we got rid of the idea or we got rid of people who mm. think uh, like, just like erased it from their memory. Mm. What if the reality of the magic is it, if you hold it, if you say, I think that everyone that believes that believes this, like it, it follows this King whose ideology is related to this King. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to remove that ideology. Yeah. The stag just, yeah, just poofs them out of existence. They just are gone yeah. from so the world, like so they like, never existed. Or yeah, no, like they just go. Poof, the world is still there, but the ideology is completely. I I kind of like the idea of taking that further into sort of like, kind of like, you know, in the world of D anD D, it's like beliefs in deities, and it sort of actually just like strips back the power of a particular deity back yeah. to square one when nobody now believes in them, mm. and then two hundred and fifty years pass for them to. To try get their influence, but I mean, gods their way. Yeah, yeah. Into, so, yeah. so it's constantly in flux. But like the power play is. But my question is, how do if like if you delete a belief, what do people lose all their memories? Uh, if like if the person that believes that is left alive, yeah, well, I guess do they lose all their memories? Or maybe a- maybe you just remove their belief, and all they're left with is their doubt. So, so they doubt the belief. So because in in mm. in the world of Dungeons and Dragons and where there are actual gods and actual clerics, mm. belief is a tangible thing. You believe in this god and you worship this god. Therefore, yeah. you get power. Yeah. yeah. And so if you remove all of that, give, then that god is powerless, or I guess, or you change uh, everyone who believes that their behavior. So you just kind of switch uh, switch the way that people behave and act and think. But then potentially a society that was built off a certain ideology would the, crumble. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it just stay rigid anyway? Like if your if your if your laws are all written with one ideology in mind, just because people stop like suddenly doubt it or don't believe it, if those your laws society can't could be just change, con- should just continue. If, if if those laws can't be changed, because if everyone yeah. who believed that and the people who are maintaining those laws, like a king or a council or a, a, a true democracy, if everyone believes that this is no longer the way to do it. They'll change it. Yeah, but what happens when an ideology is being is like it's like the whole the whole society is structured on one idea, but the people who administer that idea actually don't believe it. Well, that's that's the, what the DM gets to play with. Yeah, yeah. like it, it yeah. ain't, it ain't an easy one. This is going to be a DM sitting down and having to have a long conversation. <laughs> this, a long this is why the DM doesn't yeah. give wishes out that often. <laughs> so this is why the solar eclipse elk is not <laughs> is not going with ideologies because. Um, I think in the same universe, I it wouldn't, and the reason I didn't go with like an ideal, like an elk that can bring an, a certain ideology, <laughs> is I think that the negation factor of that yeah. w- would be just too much to play around. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a game changer <laughs> slash game ender. Yeah. So yeah. I think, oh, yeah. but, I, but what I do think is that the uh, this elk, the, the solar elk, um, appears to uh, appears during the solar eclipse. Um, and can bring any creature back into existence. But the reality is, as long as the solar eclipse is there, if you're there with a list of things you want to come back, it will just keep bringing things back. You can bring an unlimited... If you bring a list, oh, wow. you have two minutes, it will just go pop, 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 pop. You're oh, just so going to be practicing as spinning those as words out. Yes. Is, it, is it one person or can a thousand people rock up and get as many as they can? Yeah, if you can get a thousand people through in two minutes somehow... As long as they can identify, they can awesome. identify it to the elk. So it can't be shouts. the Church of Elk Christ. Um, well, <laughs> I, I mean, it would depend. You potentially, maybe that's you could all just say that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, like okay. a really powerful being. It could hear a thousand things at once and be like, yep, sure. See, so, like, there'd be a pilgrimage essentially to get close enough to the elk to get an earshot, 
and then all these people would all at the same yeah. time shout yeah. the people they want back and hopefully they would get the person back. See, I think both of these ideas have to be end game. They have to be the end of the campaign because if like... Well, they only happen every 250 years. So your campaign starts or and it's, you know, it's, it's ages they're away. They're at the start and then the whole campaign is dealing with, with the, the repercussions of yeah. Yeah, bringing these So I think away. that we can... Get but to I think, that in the prestige. But I, I think, think, yeah, the interesting interrelation oh, yeah, yeah, there is that potentially happen. one person, so one one event removes a certain ideology from the world. Uh, and then all the people with that ideology still miss the people they miss who yeah, are dead, yeah. go to the solar eclipse and get bring those people back. And those people haven't lost their ideologies. No, absolutely not. Uh, so then they kind of become prophets, uh, maybe. Uh, and so th- I think this is our first prestige. Yeah, that's, that's uh, our first yeah, prestige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially, yeah. the in, that's the interrelation. Yeah, so the people that come back are actually more important and they, they, they are known as leaders, as, I, I guess, as, um, well, I guess, fi- uh, religious figures and wise people from the past who, who have knowledge that has been lost to the world. Yeah. Or at least some of them could be. Right? Yeah, well, some people will be like, you know, my neighbour Jim. Then other people will be like a, a philosopher who's yeah, written yeah. scrolls and scrolls. Here's my twisty twist. Yeah, okay. I think that the lunar the lunar um, eclipse deer, his or her end goal is to destroy members of the Pantheon so that it can become worshipped itself, maybe? Don't know. Okay, oh. so it's it's trying to rid the world of enough ideology that it itself rises. They're like the only thing that is absolutely constant is the deer. Yeah, is, uh, these two deer, and then maybe they're. Is it consciously doing that, or did someone create it to rid the world of gods? Yeah, I, I wanted to make it. I wanted to keep the, a bit of mystique behind it. But I'm just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess we'll leave that, and we'll we'll give the options, and the DM can do whatever. Because if it's want. yeah, if it's yeah, beyond, create well, I mean, a good a good a good potential explanation is like um, you know, there's there is this one over like this one overarching deity in this world was was the elk deity, um, and a bunch of other lower astral or mm. celestial creatures or whatever actually split it in two, so that all of its power was sort of so its yeah. power over people's over the minds of men was sent one way. And the power of its, its power over the bodies of men was sent the other way, and they were they were bound so that they could never exist at the same time ever again because the solar and a lunar mm. eclipse won't happen at the same time. Mm. And running with that, I like the idea that the the lunar deer maybe once upon a time um, it didn't care for any lesser beings; it would just do whatever it wanted, destroy everything. And now it's bound to the wills of man. Okay, and it has yeah, to yeah. decide what yeah. it will destroy, but because of that, but because of the ways of man, yeah, okay, just, yeah, yeah. So maybe and maybe. The, these two lesser deities kind of sinned in some way in their fight against each other and that is why this greater deity kind of restricted them to these eclipses so they only yeah. have power during during these eclipses yeah because it, could, it couldn't destroy their power yeah. but it could find a way of, of just holding that power in a place let's put it in that place and so potentially and if there's a way that a party could um, rig a gameplay to make a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse at the same time, which I think is why it's uh, great that the artwork has two suns. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you it, would, and it does and kind of look stag. like a, like a like moon it, moving in front mm-hmm. of one of the suns. Oh, man. So you, if you could potentially manage to line that up, you would get like the absolute shitstorm of Endgame. <laughs> Nice. All right. <laughs> Speaking of two moons. Speaking of two moons, Speaking over to the, moons, the binary stars. Uh, once again, I'm left without a very thoughtful prestige. We'll get I there, need mate. some more help. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think it, it comes when, when the suns meet. There's an astrological event that absolutely changes everything. Yeah, that's it. So and so the two continents like actually physically collide and then... Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking it was something along those lines of perhaps they're not necessarily at odds, but it's it's kind of goes back to what you're saying is like, oh, you know, these two stags are part of one stag mm. that they once were. And I think perhaps these two sons aren't necessarily at war with each other and that's the plot twist is that they're actually just trying to converge again to create yeah. oh, these like you could do lovers <laughs> these more open ideologies yeah, absolutely. instead of they're, they're kind of a pair that have, have been forced apart by the powers of nature and they're just trying to push and they're just together. trying to fight back together except all of their subjects have just mistaken this as war yeah. and yeah. conflict and so the issue isn't like the core of this it's the it's the fiery ball of gas around them yeah. And what, the, what they don't realise is when those two cores get close enough together, the, the fiery gas balls are, well, essentially going to explode. Yeah. And all that's going to be left is a little tiny red dwarf core, which the two of them fused. Sandstorms everywhere. Sandstorms everywhere. <laughs> Sandstorms <laughs> everywhere. But I, was no, just, I was just like extending the analogy there. I, thought I, nice. I, I like that idea. And I guess um, thinking of when they were one sun, maybe... Maybe humanity didn't exist and, and something else, another deity perhaps, mm. separated them to create life. Mm. And mm. they're fighting. Maybe they're two evil essences that are just fighting to get back together to once again destroy life on this uh, planet. Yeah. And, and your goal is to somehow keep them apart, keep them separate, mm. make yeah, sure that they yeah, never yeah. meet. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there is, there, there's like an, there's an invisible force in between the two suns. Yeah, that yeah. Them together, that is which fading. Is the invisible that is fading fast. God. Yeah. 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 That's really that's really interesting. Nice. Big mm. big topics. Who we will call Huge. essence. I don't know why. Sure. <laughs> Vivid void and essence. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so now we're left with the elf city of stags and elks. <laughs> <laughs> that you can't touch. This campaign is called Can't Touch This. <laughs> but you can feed them. And oh. give them weapons that they won't use or understand. And you, uh, can think, you pet them? Are they see, snuggly? I, I think they're super friendly. I scratch. I and scratched it. They in fact chin. like demand things because they they're used to being made way for and and fed and groomed. And I want to roll to boop one of their noses. I think. I think. Hold on. Was a d twenty. I think he has to be a a. a uh, an I rolled an eleven. Do I boop the nose? Somehow. You boop the nose. Yes. It, Take it, his fingers. If anything above a one is a boop the nose. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> uh, is like maybe a group of shape changes taking advantage of this uh, and no, somehow no. getting involved oh. in the politics yes. of the elves and then maybe some sort of uh, showdown between like an avatar maybe of the of the of the elf king Alarian. Well, well, yeah, like when you said um, uh, that it was kind of like the uh, the coming of doom, the um, the heralds of doom. I was like, oh, maybe it's some sinister force that has gotten really, really good at like illusionary work and has yeah, essentially yeah. just started panicking all of the elves in, in making this image appear and promising doom and That'd then blowing be great. shit yeah, up. And I, it's on its way. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking of it like a, from a player perspective, like, you know, the, the movie El Dorado. You get two druids to go in and they're like turn into deers. Yeah. Like, this is great. They think we're gods. Everything's yeah. going really well. And then you see then then as they're there, they see people getting their hands cut off and like yeah. thrown into ditches. They're like, oh, we've got to stay as deers, man. He's like, I can't keep this spell up. Yeah. It only lasts an hour. Uh, gods don't bleed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of, if we've got this uh, this evil force kind of running through the elf kingdom, uh, destroying them terror. as they, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then when he arrives, like the real crown of it, of Valerion appears and and. and- Quashes him essentially, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, the conflicting, or maybe yeah. uh, I, I'm not sure where the players would be involved in that. Um, yeah, it's it's more. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I do kind of. I th- I think that might be something that kind of happens later on, where you've been exper- mm. you've experienced this city and like had fun booping booping the elk, <laughs> booping the elk. Yes, I crit. <laughs> uh, you now have an elk uh, an elk companion. Hey. Uh, and but then you kind of help them by discovering this group of people who are uh, shape changed. What if it is something along the lines of, like, the real elk comes to your party and hires you for help? Essentially, essentially. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I heard uh, that like know. the real elk comes to your party and brings a six pack, and it's like a real yeah, it brings a six pack. <laughs> He's a real great guy. Has a barbecue, and so he like, doesn't well. say anything <laughs> about religion or politics. Yeah, he's yeah, just like no. really good at talking about your family. So the reason why the elk would come to you is because its subjects are completely blinded in believing and well, wanting yeah, to believe that it's the end times. So yeah. that's it. And the elk is just like, actually, no, I'm just I'm here to protect them. Yeah, and like, they're looking after my elves. Like, can so you, like, can yeah. you help convince them? <laughs> and even, even, yeah, help convince them that I am the real or something. something yeah, or, yeah, or just... Or, or just like, my time is not ready them. to show yeah. myself to them for the actual coming of doom yeah, and yeah. they're all being fooled. Stop this moron. Yeah. Something along the... Like, yeah, you find yeah. out somehow. Yeah, Maybe, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, yeah. Hook. Mm, mm, mm. So then you have to try so and So that's what's bringing your party in, at yeah. least. Like, yeah, yeah I'm awesome. I'm wondering if you do a... Um, uh, Wizard of Oz type thing where you've got the you got to go into the sacred shrine and like yeah he's, he's in there oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the crown of Alaria and the original king's been alive all the time just as a man being like oh hey there's three, there's three goblins back here <laughs> don't look behind the cloak ignore him <laughs> All right, well, so that was the crown of Alarion. We had Vivid and Void. And we Essence. Ha- and Essence. <laughs> and essence. Uh, the we, Lunar Eclipse. The Lunar Eclipse and the Solar, Solar Eclipse. Eclipse. Wonderful. So if you yes. want to use any of those, feel free to do so. Let us know how it goes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. If you want to find out more about this podcast or any of the other podcasts on the network, you can go to that'snotcanon.com. And if you have any artwork that you might like, us to use instead of Magic the Gathering cards, you can submit on any of the social medias or send us an email at podcast underscore hooked at gmail.com. I have been Zane C. Weber. Thank you very much for joining me, Tom. Thank you, Darcy. Thank you, Chris. And I guess we'll be here same time next week. Until then, everyone. Bye. Bye. Adios. James and Riley, how you going? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Curtis. What's up? Oh, mate, I'm just, we're doing a promo right now for our new podcast. Well, what's it called? It's called Unfeatured Articles. What do we do? What do we do? Thank you for asking, Riley. We look up every week the weirdest that Wikipedia has to offer. We dive into the comedic trenches of that website and find pure gold, baby. Pure sexy gold. And we put it all on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcast. 
podcast. So please find us on Facebook, etc. Unfeatured articles. Oh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 